Hey everybody, welcome to the Sex Actually Podcast. It's your boy Dave Neal. Very special road trip episode with two amazing comedians, Jay Hollingsworth and Kane Holloway. Hey folks, how are you? Yeah. That is the <laughs> harmonious sounds of these men who've been farting in the direction of the back seat for a few hours now. Rude. We um so we uh we drove 15 hours from Los Angeles to Portland, Oregon for seven amazing stand-up shows. Jay headlined, Kane featured, they both killed, and now we're heading back. The first hour and a half podcast that we did um, on the way up to those shows is on the Hollingsworthless uh, podcast. And where can people find that? Uh, you can go to Podaholics, P-O-D-A-H-O-L-I-C-S dot com slash H-W-P or do a search for Hollingsworthless on iTunes. So that episode, if you want, it's out there. Go listen to it if you want to hear about our conversation on the way to the shows. And this is our conversation back. So thanks, guys, for being a part of the podcast. Yes. And, Jay, you've been on it a few times. And, Kane, this is your first time on The Sap. What? This is? Right? And you've been on several times, Jay? I guess. This has been Bullshit. a while. Jay, I think I've been remember. like... No, I think it was. Twice? A couple times. Yeah. yeah. Mm. You, did, you did it with... Um, uh, what's his face? The other Boston comic. Jeez, I remember who it was. Oh, uh, oh boy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kyle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Kyle. Yeah. Ah. Uh, that's all oh, back yeah. there. Uh, but, yeah, so and, and I've had Kelsey on, uh, mm-hmm. Kane's uh, better half. Yeah, my girl. I had her on a while back because we were roasting each other, so we, like, didn't know each other and wanted to get to know each other. And then she beat me, so. Oh, that's right. She whooped her ass, She whooped too. my ass. I did not do well. Uh, very hard to win a roast battle with a woman. They are funny, and uh, your your girl's very your your lady is very talented. But she, I, she's mean too. She's yeah, mean but shit. she smiles. Like, does she fight that way? Does she smile when she fights? Yeah, she's a little smile. Especially like she's, <laughs> she's not a little smiling bitch. Yeah, she's a little <laughs> smiling ass bitch. She, she'll get a uh, she'll get um especially if she's not having my horse shit, she'll get a smile on her face, and then she'll just remind me of all the dumb shit and contradictory uh, words that are coming out of my mouth. Yeah, and, they're, uh, they're like stenographers. Oh, dude, and it hurts. It hurts. She's like, remember when? I'm like, no. Because I have a shit memory. So she'll just be like, remember when you did it? And I got I to gotta take her at her word or try and fight her back. That's yeah, a, well, I hate it when women use logic to win fights because if guys use logic to win a fight with a woman, they would just be like, you know what? Fuck you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it can end that way. Yeah. Like what's you have a you have a great joke. I'm not going to make you do material, but about how good relationships are. are how, what is it when women have all the control? No, when we have all the control. Uh, that's a, that's like around the first year of the relationship is when we have the control, and that's only because women agree to do whatever we want, and they butter us up and give us everything we need until we put a ring on it, and then as soon as the ring is on the finger, they're like. I'm not doing any of that shit anymore. And, uh, <laughs> life completely turns around, and next thing you know, no makeup, no bra. <laughs> They're just like, you guys want to order like pizza or some. You guys want to cook a Marie Callender's lasagna? You're like, what happened to our relationship? You uh, know, uh, Marie Callender's was the first official date Tosh and I went on. Because <laughs> it was attached to that comedy club in Valencia, so like we'd go get pie or whatever. She didn't know it was a date. She refuses to believe it was a date. We kind of did the... Did you get pie later? Uh, <laughs> not, <laughs> not from her. After you guys fucked? <laughs> nah, she was, uh, she was in denial for a while that we were dating. Like did you did you have, like not you know what I mean like we were friends we started kissing and then she stayed out you know what I mean mm-hmm. but like did Kelsey did you guys have a proper like you started dating uh yeah we went on a date 
I had split up with uh, the woman I was with, and uh, I went on a date. Um, we went to this bar, we went to this German bar in Renton, Washington, and uh, I didn't really think it was a date. I was just like still like in and out of the. I was out of the relationship, but I didn't really know if she was like really digging me to the point where that she thought it was a date. And the next thing I know, we're like holding hands, and then she tells me she likes me. And then we're just we started making out, and then we went to a foosball bar, and she whooped my ass. Wow! And then we made out after she kicked my ass, and then we made out at her car, and then she left, and then all I wanted to do was just roll around and fuck. <laughs> but, yeah, that was a, when our that, when that date happened. It like uh, I told you in the green room, it was basically like heroin. Yeah, we just had to be around each other. And uh, all the time, when girl, I feel like every woman listening is oh, like mm. women love to hear. Well, I feel like in in with first dates or early on, it's the and again, uh, you know, I'll leave it to me to polarize everyone with gender uh, generalizations. Oh boy! But I feel like women, it's their oh duty boy. to not let us have sex with them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like what? Like would you have if she was like, hey, let's go back to my place? You'd probably go back, right? Oh yeah. Even definitely. if you know like. It might not be the best thing for the long term. And I know there'll be progressive women listening who go, you know what? If we want to have sex in the first date, fine. Like, what's your stance on that, Jay? Is sex in the first date, can that be productive for a long-term thing? or is um, it- I don't know. I mean, I think everything's – it's on its own individual case, you know? Like, I mean uh, – It's like a McDonald's com- uh, uh, joke. That's, yeah, but right? I like I, – it's like uh, – also with getting older, too, it's like uh, you're – I don't think you're as focused on that. I, like, fuck, when you're 21. We can swear on this, right? Yeah. I think I always ask you that. When you're, like, 21 and your ho- hormones are going crazy, it's that's all you're thinking about is, like... Like, I, I always say, like, when I was younger, if a girl was hot, like, she could... She could be a mute, and I'd be fine with it. I like I. I don't care. I mean, actually, that might be good. Uh, <laughs> no, but it, like I would. I didn't care about personality. Like she, she could be if she was hot. I'm. She could have an annoying voice and be annoying, and I'd be like, yeah, but dude, have you seen her ass? And now I'm like, you could the finest girl in the world. If she's annoying, I'm like, I my dick's like, nah, mm-hmm. I, I'm but not interested. Does it bro. work the other way where like a chick? A lady that you're not uh, physically attracted to is just cool. Oh hell no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, it's like you, you know, it's like it's that thing where you want the full package. But uh, I'm trying to think if there's a girl that like I'm not attracted to, like physically I'm not attracted to, but she has a really cool personality, then I would hang out with her. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I couldn't. That's the same thing. I can't make my dick just go ah, just fucking. She's really nice. Find her attractive. I dig like, nah. Yeah. Because I, I think a lot of women will build attraction based on, like, how they get along with you. I yeah. don't think Tasha liked me. I still struggle with that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think she like. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I don't like you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, what is there? I'm just a ball of anxiety and... I don't know. Yeah, that was interesting. You were telling us that you have... What was the thing you said you had? Fear of missing out? Yeah. FOMO. Yeah, yeah. FOMO, big time. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, ugh. Oh, man. Anybody... Like, when I was single in New York, every... I had, like, so many of my buddies. I would... I would. They knew I would go out with them. Whatever it was. Some stupid event, premiere, whatever. Just, you know, breakfast, I would be there. And now, like, I don't have that excuse to just be, like, searching for ladies. So... You know, like after our stand up shows. Ladies. Searching for that, ladies. But it's still nice. I don't know. I still like, I, th- I still think it's good to 
to to like almost uh, flex those muscles and and have that flirting, you know? Oh yeah. Like I think that's good. Like, and I want I want Tasha to be able to do that too. Like, not you know, it's and I don't mean like playing with fire, but but walking around the fire pit. Like, don't you know? Know when you're getting too close and just be like, all right, that was fine. Mm-hmm. But like, just you know, I don't know. It keeps mm. us feeling like we're men, you know, living our lives. I think. Rather than being some crazy, you know, devout Christian who's like, I can't, like, you know, the the whole Mike Pence things where he can't even get, like, a lunch with an intern, you know, type of thing because he's afraid he's going to have these bad thoughts. I feel like those guys are the ones that are what fucking the, psychos. Howard Stern had a term, like, one of the guys on the show, his wife was, I don't know if she, what happened with the relationship, but she said it was her emotional emotional support friend, I think, or emotional friend or something like that. Like, she... She was friends with somebody at work and like confided in him and this and that and the the husband got upset and was like called him like his her emotional support friend or something. Yeah, sure that's like work like work husbands they call him or whatever. I, I dated a girl that had a friend that was like that or like she she could talk to him about anything and I was you know I was like you know you could talk to me too you know because I'm your <laughs> boyfriend and stuff and she's like she, I remember she's like no that's like that's kind of weird. I mean, I, I think like, it's what? good. What? It's good to have someone else to talk to, but it's but then you got to look at the dude. If she, if you're, if your lady's talking to a work dude, what's his motive? Because men are fucking right. Yeah, he I wants mean, to right. have sex with her, and whatever. Like with Tasha, she'd be like, "I have all these. I have guy friends. They're not trying to fuck me." I'd be like, "All right, sure, whatever." Within two months in our relationship, she like literally didn't hear from one of her guy friends anymore. And I was yeah. like, "See, like I peed, you know, my territory. They don't want to come around. Like just so you know, that's how it is. And there are guy friends that we have, but like." Not the ones that she thought were her friends. Like, I, they, dude, that's why I've told girls before. I'm like, when girls are like, oh, they're just a friend. He doesn't, he doesn't, you know, he's not, he's not like that. And I'm like, I would tell him, I go, all right, call the person right now and just go, hey, you know what? I've been thinking about it and I really, you know, I want, I want to give this a try, you know, on a physical level. And I, I go, I guarantee you. Zero percent will say no. I don't want to ruin our friendship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not a every every one of them will be like, all right. <laughs> yeah, even call the guys that you think might be attracted to you, but they're also in relationships. Yeah. Tell them, hey, come over here and just fuck me, no strings attached, and I won't tell your girlfriend. And there's you might hit like maybe a five percent chance that someone's gonna go, no, I'm in love. I don't want to ruin our friendship. More than likely, they're gonna come over and try and fuck yeah. you. Now I learned something I didn't know about you, Kane. Mm-hmm. You, you, so I'm I'm 33. You're 31, right? Yeah. You ha- and you've been dating Kelsey for six years. You ha- you were married before that. Oh yeah. So like, wh- how does that? So what year did you get? How old were you when you got married? 24. Jesus. Were you and you were doing stand up? Were you working like in a professional environment as well? Or yeah, I was working at a mattress warehouse company, and I was doing pretty good. I was working the day shift. I was in. I was the credit control supervisor. Ooh. You know, I went in. I made sure that the uh, that the merchandise wasn't damaged. And if it was, I called up those vendors and I said, "Hey, take your shit back." Also, send your representative. You know, and I had my I had my my garb, my supervisor garb that I wore. I told people what to do. I was the I was basically in charge. I was like a l- very low level supervisor. Like I couldn't fire anybody or write anybody up. But if 
you were late and I noticed I had the ability to tell on you. And you had a bus- you had a business card, you had the the typo. I did have a business card and fancy. Yeah, and I started and I started there <laughs> fucking business card. <laughs> that was yeah. half the thing you wanted when you graduated college like Ooh, you, you fancy. To, like, they, yeah, they gave me a business they gave me business cards and uh yeah, they started me out. They were. Uh, I remember when I got the job, I really desperately needed a job, and uh, I was like, I, think I was in my, and they desperately needed workers, so we were both playing like this poker face until I, I was like, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll work for like whatever, like ten bucks an hour, and the guy goes, nah, you can't live on ten bucks. How about eleven bucks? And I was like, <laughs> done. <laughs> I had no negotiating power, uh, or even skill, really. And then I got the job, and I just sort of I worked swing shift until I showed him I was like, yeah, I'm a hard worker. And then they fucking gave me a shot. And in that time, that's when I uh, was with my girlfriend, who was much more in love with me than I was with her. How uh, did you meet her? Uh, I met her. She went to the uh, my rival high school, and uh, it was actually my buddy Elliot was trying to score with her, and uh, he was like. Eh, we we went to this McDonald's and we were supposed to meet up with uh, go to this party, this Halloween party. And I had a bag filled to the to, to the rim with Tootsie Rolls. I love Tootsie Rolls. Nice. And so I'm just sitting there, and she walks in with another guy who's trying to who's trying to fuck, uh, who's acting like the friend. And she sits down and she's uh, she, she and she's beautiful and and when she sits down. Uh, my buddy Elliot takes the first shot. I'm sitting there eating my Tootsie Rolls. And my buddy Elliot goes, uh, uh, wow, you look... I'm not going to give her a real name. I'll just say her name is uh, Heather. Heather, you look... Uh, like a bitch. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Heather, wow, you look you look gorgeous today. Like, I love how you straighten your hair. And she goes, oh, thanks, Elliot. And then the guy next to her sees that Elliot's making the moves. And I think his name's like Neil or something. So Neil's like... Uh, Neil's like, yeah, yeah, no, I, I noticed that too. And, oh my god! And they're like both like doing Losers. back and forth, and so I just and she, we made eye contact, and I was had a tootsie roll in my mouth, and I'm like, you want a tootsie roll? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we went to this party, and she was uh, she didn't know anybody there, and then Elliot and and the Neil guy were trying to act cool, so they like left her by herself to go like get drinks and like play aloof, when it was very obvious to both me and her that they're trying to fuck her and then they just left her alone so i went over there and i had a drink in my hand and i was like you want a drink and she's like yeah and then we started talking and then i got her phone number called her up took her out on a date and then uh and then we just started dating really uh how close of a friend was elliot to you he was he was a good buddy so did he care that you were uh, the, the one i mean in the end the women usually chooses you know what i mean like you all yeah. presented yourselves in your way they they complimented her and you had food <laughs> right but i wasn't like but I, I a i wasn't trying to get with anybody that night i was just looking to party and eat my tootsie rolls and b <laughs> those idiots left her by herself was this during your your larger years no i was i was 165 pounds oh, wow. then and uh yeah i uh I was just, and then like I, yeah, I just took her out to uh, get some like a dinner or whatever, and and then we went to a, di- a different party, and uh, yeah, and I just told my buddy like, oh yeah, I just started seeing uh, seeing Heather, the girl you've been trying to get with, <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, 
what the f-, you know we like we had like a little what the fuck moment and he and I'm like yeah but what are you what are you gonna do yeah she was into me it's not like I I cock blocked you yeah I was gonna you say you didn't cock yourself. block him you both did your thing yeah she, yeah yeah and if she didn't want me. She wouldn't have hit me up. If she wanted him, she wouldn't have wanted to sit and talk to me all night anyway. So, How did the relationship progress from there? How did, how did it go from there to engaged? I met her family, and her family was like this really close-knit group of people uh, who seemed like they loved each other. And I wasn't used to any of that. And so when I got, when I got with them, I fell in love with her family uh, more than I did with her. And... Uh, and so that's why, like, they they basically, like, adopted me into, as, like, an older, like, I was, I was 20, 20, 21 when I met them. But, like, they were, like, like, we have family dinners and we'll, we, they gave you compliments. And, was it, like, different than, than the type of family you grew up in? Yeah. My family, they, they fucking basically imploded and me and my dad weren't talking and, uh, me and him used to get in fist fights and really uh oh yeah like we were yeah Jeez. uh it, like he like I, I hated holidays for a really long time i still really don't like holidays because every holiday ended like in a fight my 13th birthday and it was a fucking nightmare because like it, like i went i went there and it was supposed to be a surprise party but my my stepmom's sister was late bringing me to the party and everybody was hungry but they had to wait for the birthday boy and so they're waiting and waiting and waiting and I have no idea and as soon as I walk in everybody's yelling at each other and then and then that You're was just my, angry yeah that, that was my 13th birthday is people were yelling and fighting and uh, and then I like all my friends were there and they're like what the fuck is going on here so I had to like take my friends out into my backyard and uh, and then my my mom was like oh, I don't want to deal with this anymore so she went home with her husband and then my uncle just like gave me his present and he left so now I'm just like I have my friends, and then they felt uncomfortable, so they bounced. So now I'm just, like, in a house with my angry-ass dad and my, my stepmom. And so that was basically, like, my whole childhood. So when I met her family, they were like, come on in. Here, we give you all these presents. We have these traditions, and everybody's nice, and we film it still, even though our children are adults. And uh, and we have, like, these bi- – we have family reunions and these Christmas parties and uh, oh, we think you're so funny and sweet and lovely, and you got a full head of hair, and you got a you got a great body, and, and you have great sense of humor. You're so the they're man. just giving you the affirmations, yeah, and the hugs. And, and I was like, so I love I do a lot. Yeah, they did. They did a lot of. <laughs> my parents told me nothing but the trote. But, but that's uh, the, that's part of marrying into a family is like you wanna you wanna have like a place to go visit on vacations. Like with Tasha's family, yeah, her parents are still married. I've spent every Christmas since we've been dating with her family. And it's like I've had to I've had to find a new family. And it's mm-hmm. like they've been really sweet and that's part of it. It's like you don't just date the lady, you date whatever she comes with. Yeah. And hopefully in, in your case I mean in that case it looked like, you know, I mean that's that's ideally what you want is someone's family to be kick ass. Yeah. And then but also, if the girl, you know, mm-hmm. if the girls, if the significant other isn't quite there, I mean, so at what point did you feel the pressure from her parents or whatever? They never really pressured me. They were just like, go with the flow, do what you want. Um, but uh, but she she really wanted to get married, and she would like take me ring shopping, and and like I was just I I, didn't, I had it in my head like I was never going to get married, and then. Uh, but I didn't want to lose the family, and I knew she wanted to get married. 
So I bought her a ring, and then this is how badly I wanted the ring. I had the ring in, in my backpack that I had. I went to this show in Everett, Washington. I was living in Puyallup, uh, Puyallup, Washington, and those that's like an hour and 15-minute drive okay. from Puyallup to Everett to my show. So I go to... Uh, you uh, I, did you ever do that show that was like next to a? Uh, it was like you walk in and on your left there's poker and then on your right is a hall to do stand up. You remember um, that place? I don't. I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, anyway, so I was there. I put my bag down with the with the engagement ring in it. Did my show. Said my goodbyes. Got in my car. I got. Uh, a half an hour outside of Everett before I realized that I didn't have my bag and that I left my engagement ring there. Jeez. My expensive-ass engagement ring. And I still just went home. <laughs> this is like, well, you know, I hope it's still there when I go back to go get it. <laughs> and then, like, after work, I went up to go get it. And I'm like, hey, is there a backpack still here? And then they couldn't find it. Oh, and part of me was relieved. <laughs> like, oh, jeez. Oh, so I can go back and, like, I, was, I, I had an engagement ring. But somebody How long were you holding on the ring? I had it for like a um, couple months. Were you were you stalling? Like, were you stalling to be like, let's see how this plays yeah, out? Yeah, I didn't tell anybody that I bought it. I didn't tell any of my family, none of my friends. So I just had this ring because subconsciously I didn't want to do it. It was the last fucking thing in the world I wanted to do was marry. Did you ask her dad? Yeah, uh, and that's what I... I already had the ring, and so the day... The day I asked her is is the day I planned it. Mm. <laughs> so I went to my buddies who were, like, at work. I had the day off, or I took the day off or something because I felt sick. And uh, and I go... I'm like, hey, uh, so I bought this engagement ring, and I'm going to go... I'm going to ask Heather to marry me. And they're like, oh, all right. You sure? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. And I would bring her to shows and stuff. God damn it. And Jay's met her. Nobody liked her. Because <laughs> really, she just, Jay? Is that true? Yeah, I don't even really, really remember much about her other than she was blonde. That's about all, all the extent. She, had like, she, had, she was like a blonde redhead. She had like... So, like, like strawberry? Yeah, it was like strawberry blonde. And she, uh, she just didn't like... We, we had a conversation one time on the phone because I was doing nothing but stand-up. I was doing stand-up. When I started, it was every Sunday at Giggles Open Mic. And then I, I, got, I got addicted to it. So then I found out they had a Thursday mic. So it was every Sunday and Thursday, me and my buddy Sean. And then, and then when I found out there were other open mics around town, different clubs, different bars, it was every single night, free night that I had, I would go and do stand-up. And then I started getting booked work and paid and blah, blah, blah. And you were doing that before you started dating her? No, I, I was dating her, and then I started doing stand-up. Oh, okay. So like she, so how did she adjust to that life? She didn't like it. And did she, she actually, did she not like the time commitment or, mm -hmm. or the fact that she didn't think it would become something? Uh, I don't know if she ever really believed it would ever become anything. I'm not sure. She never, she never really said anything about what she thought my career as a comedian would be like like it was never really something i would try i would try out jokes on her and she'd just stare at me <laughs> and then i go okay i guess i can't do that anymore and uh, then i'd bring her to shows and she'd just be sitting there and then as soon as the show was over she'd be like can we leave and so and then like i'd try to introduce her to comics and and she was just sort of cold and uh 
and gave like a limp handshake and so she was just like all around not happy to be at the comedy clubs for the most part and so we which which is not something like in her defense you know if she didn't sign up for that it's it's not like a normal person's lifestyle right um but also you know it's not it doesn't that doesn't help you out Right, you know, like you're you're going down your path regardless. Yeah, she wasn't happy with the situation because most of her her situation was, her, you know, your family, the dad, the husband, or whatever, or the guy you're with. He gets a job, he works that the rest of his life, and then uh, he retires with like barely enough money to die with, and then you pass that along to your family. And here I am working a job all day, and then I'm out all night trying to do stand up comedy, just like. She was. I don't think she was ready for it. I wasn't really ready for it, even though it's the only thing I've ever wanted to do my whole life. Who, so, who was it? I'm sorry to interrupt. Who, which of you described that scene where it was like the the rock band breaks down? And the uh, that was Jay. Jay, what's the, can you do? Tell tell that one real quick. The what? To like how to describe to people what it's like. How um, there was a rock band that like broke down on their bus and they were looking for shelter. Oh it, no, that's from the Seinfeld documentary. Um, or the the documentary comedian about Jerry Seinfeld goes back on the road and he's uh, this is he's trying to do stand up again after the Seinfeld show, but he's talking to Orny Adams and Orny Adam Orny Adams is talking to Jerry and he's like, you ever think about like man, you know, you see your buddies that are like accountants and they're like being successful and making good money and you're like man maybe i should have done that and jerry's just like what he's like what are you talking about and then he goes no he goes he goes let me tell you a story and i think it was uh i was at mel torme i anyway it's some big band way back in whatever the we'll say the 60s they're touring and uh you know they got a tour bus the bus breaks down it's pouring down rain and they're they're in the middle of nowhere, but they see through a field way off in the distance. They see a house with a light on, so they grab all their equipment. They're trudging through the mud, you know, ruining their suits and their outfits and everything, just getting poured down on. They finally come to the the house and uh, they look in the window, and it's a like a Norman Rockwell painting of this family having a dinner, and you know, the the husband, the wife, and the children, and they're having this moment. And uh, one of the guys goes, he goes, man, look at that. And then the other guy goes, yeah, how do people live like that? <laughs> yeah. So that's what that's what he, um, you said, Heather. That's what Heather was kind of probably looking for. Like most people are. Yeah, Heather wanted that Norman Rockwell painting, and I wanted to be stuck in the mud with my guitar slung around my back. <laughs> and uh, like me and Dave right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Covered in mud. Exactly what we're doing right now is yeah. what I've pictured my whole life doing and to paint a picture for last night i said it i was like we look like a stand-up meme we were yeah. just sitting on a couch <laughs> yeah watching you guys, you guys, bar rescue with yeah. empty pizza boxes empty pizza boxes you guys had chewed some edibles yeah. and chocolate uh, uh chex mix yeah and on I'm, my shirt <laughs> i'm sitting there laughing after seven shows i was like that's a pizza. good way to end the weekend yeah and then we and the, what's funny is also this weekend we did see the the Norman Rockwell, James and Ty and their yeah. family. You know? It was so beautiful. I, was yeah. say, I, I told Kane last night, that's when my edible hit when we were sitting down on the couch and just like hanging out, talking to a nice family. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, we're, how do we get here? <laughs> yeah, and it's a, like, it's a modern day version of it because the parents... Uh, the parents didn't grow up with cell phones, but they have children that grew up with that yeah. grow up with iPhones. All three of, his, of <laughs> Ty's children are... Uh, uh, are just on their phones and they were like we're gonna take a picture with uncle jay and they're like okay and they couldn't pick their eyes yeah, up for their that's phone. so funny and then they're like girls girls 
Put your yeah. phones down. They put them down as soon as they see a flash. Rip phones right back up in their faces. It's so funny. Scary. It was hilarious. Some scary shit. So so, you, but you, you you powered through to the engagement. You get down on a knee. You do it the old fashioned way. Oh God, yeah. I forgot. Ugh. Here's what I did. I uh, I went to her family and I said, um, "Hey, uh, mom and dad, I want to ask your daughter to marry marry me. Is that cool?" <laughs> And they're like, the mom starts like tearing up and then trying to fight the tears. And the dad's like, okay, okay, cool, cool. And then I called my dad and I was like, yo, uh, I'm going to ask Heather to marry me. Uh, and then we're going to go to this bar afterwards if you want to <laughs> go. And he was like, he's like, you sure you want to do that? And I'm like, you like what? Go to the bar? Yeah, go to the bar. <laughs> yeah, I want to go to the bar. And he's like, he's like, just I just want to make sure you're doing the right thing, man, because uh, you don't want to marry somebody just because. And I'm like, yeah, I know what you mean. And then I called up my my buddy Sean, who was uh, like my best friend at the time, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to ask uh, Heather to marry me. And he was like, you sure about that? <laughs> Everybody. Mm. was like, are you sure? It's crazy how people can, like, read others, like, yeah. close friends. And uh, so I left my... I pretended to leave my wallet in the house, and I said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go see um, uh, that horror Valentine's Day movie in 3D. There was, like, some Valentine's Day horror massacre remake movie in 3D that was coming out. And I was like... We're gonna go. We're gonna go get some dinner at the Rock, the pizza place that we actually ate at uh, last night, or that we had last same night. Same place. Same same mm. exact place. Same exact place. Same exact place. I was like, it's we're a gonna cool go, spot. We're gonna go get pizza at the Rock. Uh, we're gonna get some like beers and stuff, and then uh, and then we're gonna go see that Valentine's Day horror movie, uh, and then uh, maybe we'll like try to find a party or meet some people at a bar. And she's like, cool, all right, great. Yeah, sounds like a great idea. So when we, I get in the car, and then I pat my pockets, and I realize I uh, forgot my wallet, quote-unquote. And uh, so I go back upstairs, and I'm, I'm just, like, sitting on the floor of my bed. Uh, like, like, so, like, I'm basically hiding, but I'm, like, sitting on the floor, and I'm, like, just sort of, like, breathing heavy. And I don't, <laughs> like... I just I don't even really realize I don't want to do this. Mm. I'm just like sitting there like with anxiety and then finally I'm up there for so long she has to come up. Cuz she's she texts me, "What the hell are you doing?" and I'm like, "I can't find my wallet." So then she comes up and she's like, "Where was the last way you put it?" And I go, "I don't know. I'm in the bedroom right now. I think it might be under the bed." So then she comes into the bedroom and she walks around the corner and as she walks around the corner, I hop on one knee pull out the ring open it and i i'm like will you marry me (laughs) (laughs) and she's like yes you know with tone this could be such a sweet story yeah tone was different it's not a bad i mean for fucking for giving myself like 12 hours to figure this out that's actually not a bad and you were so young you're 24 23 Mm, i was yeah i was 20 i was whatever age i was i don't remember i just remember being married at 24 and then Yikes. and then just quickly the process was it distressful like the engagement planning wedding shotgun what was it um 
No, she basically took over that thing, and we got married at this theater in Puyallup, and uh, had all my family there, uh, all of her family, and then, um, of course, my family had to have a problem. I don't even remember <laughs> what it was, but I just remember somebody came up to me and like, your stepmom's mom's not happy. And I'm just like, fuck, I don't care. Just sit her down and shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, that's and where you get, like, a buddy to just deal with shit like that. Yeah. And then my mom, like, my mom at the wedding was like, honey, if, um, just so you know, like, if you're ever, if you're ever, like, one day you wake up and you're like, oh, I don't want to be next to this person, you should get couples therapy. And I'm like, that's weird advice to give me on my wedding day, mom, but okay, great. Jeez. And then, uh. We were married for a year, and we just kept doing all kinds of stuff that I didn't want to do. I didn't want to buy a house in Puyallup, and I didn't want uh, to be that close to her parents. I wanted to live in Seattle, like in downtown. Her, did you give her your input, or did you just... I did, but I got overruled, and uh, I just kind of went... But I also wasn't sticking up for myself. I wasn't like, no, we're Because I was like, oh, you know what would be great? It's to like live in New York, and live in New York for a few years. And she's like, no, that's a scary place. I don't want to do that. And I'm like, okay. And then uh, and then she's like, I was like, we should li- live in Seattle then, like in the, the downtown area. And she's like, no, it's too expensive, and I don't want to be that far away from my family. And I just got Jesus. a job in this area. I'm like, okay. Luckily, a buddy of mine had opened up a comedy club not that far from me. So And I was in at that comedy club, so I was getting constant work in Tacoma, which is a, is a big city in uh, Washington State. So I would just be there a lot of the time, but it was also close to my house, so I could still get that vibe. Yeah. And then, uh, and then we bought a house that I didn't want. <laughs> and uh, you know, she's like, she's like, I want to go look at houses, and I said I didn't want to. So she just got went, found a realtor with her parents, and they went house hunting. Wow. And then they found a house, the three of them, and then showed me and had to sell me the house. I was basically the guy that. I just was they, they had to be like Kane doesn't want to do it So we have to push him to do Did it Did you not want that Permanent anchor? No yeah I didn't want it And I kept telling her too I'm like I don't want that Like I want to be on the road Like this this is going to Tie me down Like I don't want to work At uh, Sleep Country USA forever I, I don't want to do that I want to be a stand up Traveling comic uh, And she was like That's great You can do that But we're going to Live this hunky dory Wholesome life And And you know And I I don't even blame her. I, I really don't blame her. That's what she wanted, and I just wasn't sticking up for myself. Like, yeah. And, and it's it, also, but at that age, it's also hard to know exactly what you want. So while she wanted that and you wanted something different, you probably had to, like, sort of let the uh, dust settle in this little snow globe you guys shook around. Yeah, and also, like, especially if you're, tw- if you're, if you're in your 20s and you're listening to this, you don't know who you are. You don't know anything about yourself. Do not make any huge decisions. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if you're in your 20s and somebody's like, let's get married, let's buy a house, let's get a dog. Even if you're like, let's get a dog or let's move into an apartment, don't do it. <laughs> Just wait until you figure out who the fuck you are because you're going you're gonna, to like, drink all your problems you don't even know you have away. And then you're just going to make horrible, really quick decisions that will fuck your life up for a while. It's true with the divorce rate in your 20s. I mean, like, my old joke with Tasha is, like, the longer we wait to get married, the higher our chances of success will be. And the thing is, is I created an enemy. I I create she if I would have just, like, dated her for a while and we would have broken up if I was just smarter about it, she wouldn't have hated me. It just would have been, oh, that was a boyfriend at one time. 
But now I'm her ex-husband. Yeah. Who fucking, who was like, I don't want to be married anymore and I'm going to bounce. And I fucking like, I was like, I'm so out. So you broke up with her? Yeah. Was it something that she saw coming? No. She didn't see any of it coming. Were you like, hey, I lost, I forgot my wallet and you went inside. <laughs> <laughs> and you just hey, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm here. I think it's under the bed. She comes in there and it's divorce papers <laughs> under the bed. <laughs> and the cycle goes round and round. Mm-hmm. Jay, did you ever have like a, a close uh, marriage or clo- uh, uh, someone you thought was the one? Maybe. Um, there's been a couple. I, when I was like 21, I was dating this girl, uh, uh, Nicolasa. She's a Filipino girl, um, and we dated. We had dated for like three years, and we were talking about getting married. And then her grandmother, her she lived in uh, Hillsboro, Oregon, Hillsboro, Beaverton area. No, Beaverton, Oregon, uh, and um, her mom or her grandmother got sick back in the philippines excuse me so her whole family was like we're going back to the philippines she's she was like i gotta go i gotta go back to the philippines and at the time i was living with my pops and i was going to uh portland community college and you know the the hindsight's 2020 i could have just quit that because i ended up quitting college anyways got a job and then me and her got a place but at the time, we were like, oh, you know, she's like, it'll be for just a few months. We don't know. And and then uh, what's – and this is crazy to say this. This was before, like, email. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. Chase 46 for the oh, Jesus. It's important to know. It's oh, God. <laughs> so, like, you know, we were doing letters and shit like that, and then it just – Letters. Letters. Jesus Christ. What was that? That was kill us. Uh, yeah, three months, like, turned into six months, and then it just got longer and longer, and then I was just like, all right, well – I don't know when or if she's ever coming back. So that was the end of that. Did you ever see her again? No. Wow. <laughs> wow. Does uh, that have any, like, do you have any scarring from that? Uh, I don't know. Like abandonment, even in a way where it might not have been on purpose? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that, I mean, I always, uh, Kane knows this, I always talk about, like, uh, from my my mom, like, growing up, my mom used to threaten to put me up for adoption or award me to the court. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it'd be like, you didn't clean the living room. I'm going to put you up for adoption. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> um, or you didn't vacuum the living room or whatever. But, uh, Mother of the year. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, did you guys have a falling out or did you just grow, like, just grow apart? Just grow apart. And then, like, I'm going to... Like, if I'm with somebody, I, I think I'm pretty affectionate, and so it's like, you know, it's hard enough uh, fucking you're trying to do that through letters. <laughs> do you, yeah. When you're with someone, do you feel threatened with, like, that taking up your emotional time away from stand-up? Mm, no, because I think uh, everybody, anybody that I talks to, talk to knows going in that, like, comedy's kind of the number one, you know? Yeah. And, it, I mean, it takes, obviously, it takes a strong woman to accept that and be comfortable with that but it's good it's smart and good to just know what you need to like water your own lawn yeah before bringing anyone what's up else with in? all these terms right uh, uh, this philosophical you like dave is shit. weird is this like, is this sap dave this is sap dave. Wow. This is a, sap dave you need to know uh like emotionally water your lawn I get a yeah. little bit of a what are you saying <laughs> you need to find the wind that blows your trees oh dave. god 
Uh, yeah. You're going to get emotional, Dave. I'll That's cry. fine. I'll, That's you fine. Know, go ahead. Go keep Dave. going. Let's you, go. Someone's going to email you or le- write you a letter because you're old. Dude, and, I would uh, love to get a letter. Yeah, right we, yeah we need real fan mail. Can we give them your apartment number? Wait, wait. Um, actual fan mail? That'd actual be great. fan mail. That'd be nice. That should happen. Big shout out to Ben, a listener. He gave me a five. Oh, I shouldn't say. He gave me a gift card to Starbucks for my birthday. A $5 gift card. Cool. Yeah, that was oh. sweet. Oh. I didn't want to make it sound like it wasn't great. I was like, yeah, fucking. Hey, Ben, if you, if you enjoy my stories, I also enjoy. Starbucks. Yeah, get him a Venti. Kane uh, needs a big gift card because he yeah. drinks the Venti size. Starbucks. Venti. But I'm um, so so uh, so yeah. Because you're at a place now where I mean, you must look at Kane and myself in long term relationships, being like, no fucking thank you. <laughs> Just being, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, uh, I'm I like I'm very much a go with the flow kind of person. So it's like if. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think sometimes that trips women out. Like, if I'm dating someone and, we're, like, we have plans and then they have to change them, I'm usually – I think I'm I think I'm pretty understanding because my schedule can be so crazy. And so I don't know if that trips some women out because I'm not like, no, come on, you know, or I'm just like, all right, that's cool. We'll do it another time. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, uh, I look at you as – what I like about you is that you you come from the sort of, like – team uh, tribal member like like you you treat stand up as like a family you know like you brought us on the road with you you kind of like you you know cuz in Los Angeles in in the big city a lot of comics you're kind of just cutting each other down so you kind of have that like we're all in it together vibe and um that's how that's how I like it with with relationships like Kane Kane and I we took our ladies to Magic Castle. Like, remember yeah, that? that like, I like to, I like to mesh work and play and family all together. I mean, I could have brought somebody if I got an invite. <laughs> you gotta come next but, time. You know, well, it's insane. Yeah. Jay is quick with a date. It's 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 weird how you'll just be going to a thing at random and you're like Jay just oh Jay's here and he, oh and he's got a date we've all never met before and he's <laughs> meeting for the first time. Oh, cool. Yeah. What's your uh, strategy? Do you do, are you using online dating or are you just? He's got a net strategy. <laughs> Any uh, fan girls, girls that see it? He's got a some... basement. <laughs> no, no, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I do the online dating stuff too. You know, and uh, um, or if I see somebody out, like I've never been, I've never been shy approaching a girl. I always have had that mentality. Like I'd rather approach somebody and get shot down than to go home and be like fuck i think that girl was interested i should have said something so i'm just like yeah worst you can say is no thank you or whatever but it like i I never would take it personal anyways because it's not like they're not saying no to me the person i'm just not their you know cup of tea and that's fine uh, and I hate to ask this because I don't mean to peddle relationships on anybody because it's always grass is greener. Like, I look at single guys and stand up thinking, like, oh, man, they're working so much harder than I am. They don't have to worry about this or quality uh-huh. time with your girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. But, like, could you see – could you envision, like, somewhere down the road where you've got, like, a wife who's, like, totally cool, which is yeah. tend into the gardens at the home, and you could go off on the road and come back? Like, is there a personality type that you think would work with yeah, you? Yeah, well, like, the, the last serious relationship I had, uh, Isabel, Kane knew her. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> she was, uh, she was, like, a nurse, and, like, she worked nights, and, like, when I would go out on the road, like, she never sweated me about doing stand-up. Like, it, this is how dope she was. So, you know, when, uh, it's crazy. I met her, I met her at parlor live which is this billiards place that has a comedy club and i was the house mc at the comedy club but i didn't meet her after a comedy show um she was there like at the nightclub with one of her friends one night uh or work friends i think 
she had seen me at a show before, and at the time she had a boyfriend, and she was, I guess, telling her boy- boyfriend at the time, like, oh, he's really funny, me, me, I was really funny, and he was like, okay, we get it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, and then whatever, a few months later or whatever, she was there, and we met and hit it off, and um, we started dating, but... Uh, like she she knew my jokes as being like you know I'm single and like this dating jokes and all this stuff and uh, as we became serious she told me she was like I think you should still say you're single for your jokes <laughs> I was like oh, wow yeah I was like really she's like yeah she's like just that's cool yeah I was like that's fucking dope that is dope <laughs> it's like makes me want to fucking not do that more yeah so yeah are you, are you the type who's like you're a little like uh, wor- are you ever worried that a girl's gonna want to be too too committed? So was it nice to have her be sort of like arms distance away with that? Well, I mean, we were we were committed and like, uh, but she just she understood, like you know, like that was my job. You know, obviously I love it and it's my passion and everything. But she also knew like it's like she just she got it, you know, um, and uh, and like I, if I was out on the road, I'd get home from like. You know the back from the the late show, get into the hotel at like one one thirty or whatever, and then we'd Skype talk over Skype or whatever. She'd be like <laughs> laying in bed, and so it's like her sideways, <laughs> yeah. but we're talking, you know, and uh, we do shit like that all the time. Um, but yeah, she was dope. It's pretty dope. It's pretty, pretty dope. dope, kid. So Kane, you went from. You went from so you, so you served the divorce papers or whatever mm-hmm. you do that whole thing. I did all the legwork. You did all the legwork. She leg was like, work. "You want you want out? Well, then you do it." Oh, and uh, I, any last? Uh, and then you're like, "Pew!" <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll draft this legal Zoom document up. <laughs> any last sort of parting uh, words from her family or anything? Or like, uh, you know? they were. I went, get very tribal, you know. Like, yeah, I went. I I went home to grab my shit, and. Uh, at from, your from guys' house? house? At my at my house, at our house. And when I walk in, uh, all of my pictures are down. <laughs> and uh, and she's, like, put up all different, like, very quickly. Jesus and Christ. And I'm like, all right. Her new boyfriend? <laughs> yeah. It's and weird, though, that those are the sort of priorities. And I get, like, getting she heartbroken, probably getting your face out of there. Like, mm-hmm. I get that. And also, it's probably pretty petty, just being petty. Yeah, absolutely. And I, so I was like, yeah, all right. And I, uh. I was like gathering up my shit, and she like boxed me in our bedroom, and I was like, "Fuck!" And uh, and she was like, "I just called my dad and my mom, and they're on their way over." And I'm like, "All right, well, I'm gonna get the fuck out of here then." And then she was like, "Oh, you don't think that they deserve to tell you what they think about you and what you're doing?" And I said, uh, and "No, <laughs> <laughs> because uh, this is our relationship. What the fuck? And if we the lived, fuck in, is yeah, if we lived in a different state, they wouldn't drive or fly from that state just to come over and tell me I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> I realize that uh, they think I'm a piece of shit. Your sister texted me and told me to kill myself. So Jesus uh, I'm well aware of what your family thinks of me. I don't need." I don't need that. That's the price of authenticity. Mm-hmm. The price of being authentic to yourself means disappointing others. And the weirdest part was, is like I wasn't a good husband, and she still wanted to make it work. Uh, yeah. She still was like, like when I told her I was out, she was like, okay, like we can sell the house and we can buy an RV and uh, and we can make it work and uh, we could travel around the country doing stand up. And I'm like, that's that's not how it works. And we can't just sell the house. We just bought the goddamn thing. And uh, we can't just sell the fucking house. And uh, we bought a we bought a car. Like we like we have 
we can't just sell the house. I just, but I can't, I can't be responsible for this kind of stuff. I wasn't ready for it. And so I, and I also like, yeah. And she was just like, okay. And I, I was a bad, I was a bad husband. And I mean, how long, how long had you known in your head, I'm going to divorce her before you told her? Oh, I had it. I like <laughs> when he was proposing. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh God. My wedding day. I was like, <laughs> I just sat alone Oof. in my, in the, like, Oof, in this, this hurts in this attic. Just sort of like, what <laughs> am I doing? <laughs> yeah. There's uh, an attic in the lot uh, in the uh, theater. That we were getting married, that the men got dressed up as, and all the all the all my groomsmen, they went to the bar to go do shots and stuff, and they they were like, "You want to go?" And I'm like, oh, "I'm gonna hang back. I'll meet you guys there." And then there was a Super Nintendo with Street Fighter <laughs> on a TV in the attic, so I just sat and played that by myself. Until, Holy shit! Until the wedding started. They're like, this we're going to go do amazing. shots, and you're like, can you put one into my head? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty, uh, little did you know that your your future wife's sister wanted the same thing for you. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, look, I mean, did you know, like, hindsight's a bitch. Like, you can look at it and go, oh, you piece of shit, you dragged her through all of this. You dragged yourself through it, too. Yeah. You know, and you seem like you, you know, it's the very least, you've, you you know, it's all about learning about who you are. Well, I asked my, I asked my stepdad... Or I was sitting there with my my mom and my stepdad, and because uh, I had told her, I told my wife, I was like, I don't, I don't want to, I want to get divorced. I don't want to be married to you anymore. I just, I don't, like, I want to split up. Yikes! And she like talked to like talked me down, and basically reminded me, like till death do us part. Like we're in this till the, for the long run. And I just I was like, all right, I'll come back in the house. So I sit down in the house and she wants to have a conversation with my folks who are staying at my oh. house and uh and i was like they're just like visiting and my they're like like what kind of keeps you guys going for so many years and my stepdad uh and my stepdad was the reason and he was trying to help keep us together and his advice is what sold me on the idea of splitting up uh, he was sitting there. He's like, he's like, with your mom, I just want to be around her. Uh, she watches the worst television. She can't stop watching fucking uh, uh, the, the Oprah and all these like <laughs> chick shows. She loves everybody. Loves Raymond, and we've seen that show. The just the reruns. She'll want to watch the reruns. Everybody loves Raymond and Big Brother. She, he's like, I just love watching the Mariners and the Seahawks and the Packers. I just want to watch that shit. But your mom loves all this girly horseshit and I don't but I would rather be sitting next to her watching the shows she loves that I hate than not being around her at all and as soon as he said that I like looked at over at Heather and I was like oh that's not her <laughs> oh, that's, that's not her I can't sit and watch I can't watch shows I like with her and uh, and that's yeah and then I got and that's when I was like oh well not right now i won't announce it but when they leave i will probably wow tell her kick rocks yeah it's, it's crazy though that like you sometimes you need to look at like what what people are doing right to see what's wrong with you and to yeah. see to see like your mom and your stepdad because i have a similar like upbringing as you my mom married my stepdad when i was 10 
they, I mean, they have, don't get me wrong, they fight. They're pretty bad. He's bad at communicating, but like they are, they have become everything to each other. They've like the perfect team, mm-hmm. and it's cool to see because you know I, we mentioned this on your podcast. I never met my dad growing up, and I didn't know what a happy relationship looked like, and and all this, and you you know you don't need to see it from your biological parents or this or that. You just need to see it mm-hmm. and have someone like your like a stepdad who can just be there, being like, look, you know. As, you know, like sometimes you know it's it's ugly. Sometimes it's whatever. But in the end, when it's all on the table, like, do you want to be with this person? Mm-hmm. So, so you said, and and your answer was no. Yeah, yeah. She was, and like uh, this, like the sex was getting pretty clinical. <laughs> <laughs> um, like she didn't want me, even though she was on the pill. Uh, she didn't want me blasting. If I could Blast. say it so romantically, please. She didn't want me <laughs> ejaculating. I don't know. All of it sounds bad. Here, give us, give us one of the Dave uh, wispy. Yeah, give us terms. an emotional Dave term for blowing she a load. She didn't want your um, love language to be thrown inside <laughs> oh of her. God. Exactly. Yeah. She, she didn't like thrown your, in. She didn't like your acts of gifts or whatever. Yeah. yeah. She, and I think, like subconsciously, <laughs> she she knew she didn't want your. <laughs> yeah, I think subconsciously she was she was out of the relationship because she never really talked about having kids. And when we would have sex, uh, I could not uh, I could not come inside of her. And if I and I couldn't come on the sheets, I couldn't come on her. What psycho what comes fuck? on the sheets? Yeah, well, I couldn't come. So what she oh, would do is oh, blowing no. in your hands. What she would no. What she would do is, is she would ball up. A bunch of paper towels. Oh, Jesus. Which are like the rough ones, like the brawny, <laughs> like you could sand Sandpaper your, your dick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, and then, and then I'd have to, when I was ready, I'd have to pull out and then, you know, crank a few into the paper towel and then but i she would be like sort of hovering over the paper towel making sure that it got in there like a fucking nurse yeah i um, i I had a roommate in harlem who was hooking up with this girl and she was so afraid to get pregnant she made him use a condom and then take the condom off afterwards and fill it with water to make sure there's no leaks oh my i was like holy shit like i you Uh know that's insane tasha actually is gonna be on new medication for lyme disease and the doctor told us like it, you know, this medication will uh, make birth control less effective. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, oh, Lyme babies, here we come. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, so you, so you're, you, you kind of, you know, relation, you know, what is a no relationship, uh, where is it? No, is it Jesus, are you having a <laughs> yeah, stroke? Spit it out. What is going on? <laughs> Trying to be all clever yeah. with your little <laughs> dumb was, sap scenes. Was, 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 uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's the scat man. And <laughs> I need your uh, Jay, I need your reggae beatboxing. <laughs> a relationship uh, is a happy ending just didn't end yet. I don't know. I see. Uh, what the up. fuck? It always ends bad is the point. Uh, Somebody dies. Your podcast? <laughs> <laughs> so you reduce the relationship to rubble. You have to plow, you know, start over. Mm-hmm. And then and then, you, and then you're doing an open mic and you meet Kelsey? Yeah. And I and I only know that because I w- I had to get info from Kelsey for the roast, and I want to tell you my roast joke. Yeah, you know, please. She kicked my ass, so I can. Oh, say it. here I was we like, go. Yeah. Kelsey, you met your boyfriend at an open mic. You're the first female comedian to fuck her way to the bottom. Yeah, that was my the joke. First, I don't know, but I don't know if she's the first, but she definitely did fuck her way to the. She fucked her way to the top, but only because I was the one she was fucking while she was, you know, what? getting her to ki- the top, killing her career. <laughs> yeah. 
No, and, I had nothing to do with her success. And, but I have to say, I, I, um, I've never seen you do a set outside of like in L.A. You know, shit, Mike, whatever. Like the first <laughs> time I saw you, your your face was wired, your mouth was wired shut because of a oh, you hi, got hi. you got sucker punched. Yeah, and and you killed that set. Oh, I mean, thank you, you. Killed it. Thank you. But very then, much. like to watch you this weekend, dude, you're a fucking murderer out oh, there. Oh, thank you. Very really, much. really strong comic. I mean, both of you guys are. Like, I knew Jay was, but I was like, holy shit. And and you know, the com- the competitor in me was like, ah, oh, I just gotta work harder. <laughs> I'm like asking <laughs> you these questions, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, how do you structure these jokes? Because it's really good. So people go, ch- you know, go check. And you have something coming out, or just came out? No, right. no, no. I had a, I had, I recorded a CD about six or seven years ago. FXN. Oh yes. Duh. What an idiot! No, oh that actually that came out on the fourth. Yeah, I did a, I did a. Um, Nobody cares first, about your dumb CD. First Nation. <laughs> <laughs> first Nation comedy experience uh, is. Uh, a, a Native American specific comedians uh, showcase show that they aired on PBS, and will also I think once the show the season is wrapped up, they're going to air all the episodes on uh, on YouTube, and you'll oh, be dope. able to catch it there. Um, and yeah, if you if Dave posts a picture and you're like, oh, I want to see what Kane looks like, I know I don't look Native American, but uh, well, what does a Native American look like? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, drunk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, oh no. letters coming uh, in. Woo. But um, I preface that you're such a strong comedian, and you've done it for a decade now, and this and that, because we the thing that we both share is that we've got uh, probably like girlfriends that are in some ways more successful than us. Oh yeah. And um and with with uh, Kelsey, she's she was just on the Tonight Show and she's had mm-hmm. a a lot of other credits come out and she's touring and this and that. How like what's how how do you, do we do you embrace that <laughs> when when the whole genetic uh upbringing is like man brings home the bacon. I know, um, I know that and I know that's like a shit thing to say, but like no. how do you rationalize that? Well, at, at first it well the thing was is like we had separate careers uh but then when she it wasn't until i got sucker punched in the face at a living in a town i didn't want to live i never wanted to move to la i wanted to move to new york Uh, and it was her idea to move to la and so when i got to la i was already depressed that i had to live there and then um and then i got punched in the face (laughs) and had my jaw broken and had my jaw wired shut and i was an uber driver um who bought a car he couldn't afford so I was in tremendous debt and then I took out some loans and got in even more debt so now I'm in crippling debt I got I got to work out with the state that I'm a victim of a crime because when you're a victim of a crime they'll pay for your medical bills and I had I had like crazy surgery and I found out I'm immune to numbing agents I didn't have any health insurance and while basically and and, I, and then I've lost pretty much like all my work because I have to start over in a city and, and when you start over in a city and you don't have any money, you can't do anything. And then you, I really like, I didn't want to do anything. And so as my life felt like it was falling apart, she was, and she was, she was checking off everything on my bucket list. She was doing, she was opening for Jim Norton. It was a comic. Yeah, she I, was like rocket ship to the moon. Yeah. She was opening for Jim Norton, who's a, one of my favorite comics. Uh, I love all that the New York, Bo- uh, the New York and Boston guys yeah. out there, like Bob Kelly, Patrice. I, I love them. Yeah, yeah, those those guys, uh, the, all the seller guys, Greg Giraldo, and uh, 
And so when she was like around, you know, and then she got passed at the cellar. And toughest club in the in the world in the world to get to into. get into. Yeah, you need recommendations from other uh, celebrities too. You need two headlining comics to recommend you, and you still have to audition. And, and then the audience like a few is days. very much like you know f- you're following Chris Rock and Amy Schumer. Oh and yeah, you follow <clears throat> huge legends comics. like Aziz Ansari. <laughs> yeah. Joking about that one. Um, okay, yeah. So she's doing all the things you wanted to do. Every yeah, every single and thing. You're, and you're going in the other direction with your health and like, your. If you, yeah, if you look at my if you look at my comedy bucket list, it was like she had made a copy of it and was checking it off. <laughs> <laughs> sort of to rub it in my face, like, hey, I'm doing it, and I'm doing it faster and better than you. As a beautiful, nice woman. Yeah. <laughs> like, nothing nothing against her. Beautiful, look nice. Yeah. Talented, of course. Very talented. Yeah, she deserves everything she got, but it was just like, so right, it was that, that was, because I never really ever feel competitive with any comic. Uh, like, Jay, you know, Jay writes for a television show, and and he's he's headlining and touring, and we start at the same time, but at no point am I ever like, Fuck. Why not me? Like, I'm happy to be along with him. It was just the fact that my... It felt like my fucking life was just sort of, like, in the shitter. And hers was awesome. And then she would come home and she would tell me stuff. And it's really hard to hear that kind of shit when you're like, well, what was my day like? Well, I drank, I drank chicken broth for dinner. <laughs> and then I got high and fell asleep. And then I woke up on the wrong side and now my jaw hurts. And uh, and I, I like I want to like, jump it, in front of a bus, and I'm developing a drinking problem. So, and you're like, please, honey, tell me about the theater you performed at. Yeah, yeah, and she would. Yeah, it was it would in be, the green sold out theaters, and so at first it was really tough uh, to to watch her just catapult like that. But then, you know, it just took uh, it. It took you got to reach a bottom before you can finally go. Well, what do, what does that matter? And it takes a lot of people to tell you, well, her success is not your success. Even though I knew that from the beginning, you still, at some point... You, you mean her you, success isn't your failure? Or yeah, you mean, and, you mean, and bo- yeah, that too. Right, either like way. My, her success is not my success, and, hers, and her success is not my failure. Meaning, like, when she gets something, I'm not automatically thinking, great, now I get something. And Which is, and, yeah, and it's crazy because both of your bodies of work are, are probably similar in the sense of, like, what you've actually got material-wise. She just kind of, you know, hit, and you mm-hmm. were just dealing with life problems. Yeah. So it wasn't like California. Oh, we just made, hey, we're in California. We can pump our gas now. Yeah, um, we literally just did an interstate podcast. Bye, Oregon. Um, and so you, yeah, you were. Um, I, I, I lost my train of thought uh, when we changed states. Sorry. Uh, no. <laughs> you, um, so she's she's living. You had the same bo- body well, of work you yeah, were saying. My point was, you're, you weren't just sitting on the couch, not ha- having done stand up for ten years. You were at, yeah. you were you had still done your work, but you hadn't seen sort of that payoff yet. Yeah, and I was, I was also like, I didn't when I. And like I said, when you have no money, you can't do anything. Like, Jay would go, hey, man, you want to go uh, on the road to me to Sacramento? We're going to do some We're gonna do some rooms. I had to tell him no because I didn't have any money. I had, to, I had to drive for Uber while he went to go do stand-up. And I, op- I felt like opportunities were slipping away because I had just made all the wrong decisions. Or, and then I also de- thought, like, oh, maybe I'm bad luck. Like, he's, <laughs> he's tremendously good luck. And I'm horrifically bad luck, and maybe if we're together, we're just a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, just for that. But like, it was, yeah, I just, I, it was one day. I 
just thought to myself, what are you doing? You know, like, stop stop being a little bitch. <laughs> you know, so what? You got punched in the face. Everybody gets punched in the face. You're not the only one that had his jaw wired shut. Will you just knock it the fuck off, stop drinking, go back go back to work, and worry about your shit. But that was good. You. That part of your recovery was knowing you had a problem with mm-hmm. drinking and sort of getting your health in order. Yeah. Like, like when shit's going for me, like even after a bad breakup, when shit's going so bad and I can't do anything right, I just do the, like the Forrest Gump, like start running. I was like, I, I got to get my health in order because mm-hmm. it's like the one thing I can control right now. Yeah. And then, you know, you build a little confidence. You look a little better. You do. You know, it's you, one day you look in the mirror and don't hate yourself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I've always been a uh, a workhorse especially with comedy when i first started and so i'm like why can't i do that in la you can do it it's a it's possible so uh, you know you see people do it you see people start like adam ray adam ray was from seattle and he moved to la and got his start in la and now he tours all over the place he's passed it all i think every club and he's fucking awesome like adam ray is hilarious and so He's, you know, so it's like if he can do it in L.A. by and starting in L.A., why can't I do it with some years back in Seattle? Just bring those years over to Seattle and just work on work on my and career, rebuild and focus up on, re- on my shit. And then it made me better. So when she, when, when now when she would tell me stuff like I got this Tonight Show, I, you know, all that feeling you think you would you would think I would feel before I was like fucking awesome. Because if I get the Tonight Show or I don't get the Tonight Show, it doesn't really matter, to, it, especially to me at this moment. Like, so when she gets the Tonight Show, I'm like, great, my hardworking girlfriend got the Tonight Show. I'm proud of her. And if like, and if Jay gets the Tonight Show, same exact thing. My hardworking girlfriend got the Tonight Show. What do they say? Uh, rising tides uh, raise all ships, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Some quote like that. I love when Dave. Yeah. Dave, would, Dave won't let me bomb. Yeah. <laughs> no, I won't. I'm a I'm a consummate professional. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, <laughs> what'd you say? I said, oh, he's so, he hates it. I uh, did you do you catch his joke? No, I just barreled through it. <laughs> I'll have to listen to it afterwards. Jesus, I listen to my podcast while I masturbate. That's what I do. That's pretty good. Uh, what yeah, do you no. do for the other 58 minutes? <laughs> hey. <laughs> I clean up with a uh, cane's what? Uh, paper you towel. You fucking stuttering, stammering. I liked it. Fuck. It was a callback. <laughs> I'm not allowed to come on myself or my sheets. Anyway. Uh. So, but the other thing I wanted to mention that I, I dug up and learned from the episode with Kelsey was that you guys were engaged at a time. Yeah. So, like, you, uh, so right now, you guys seem to be in a place where you're both on the road, you're both doing stand up, you're both pursuing, like, you, you, you seem pretty authentic in a good mm-hmm. place. Like, the fact that she was able to sort of kind of. St- oh, yeah, we're going through the thing here. We're going through a toll? No, uh, we're going no, no. through the check-in. Yeah, to see if you got any fruits. Oh, good. Let's see if we you got, got any fruits. Uh, here, I'm going to pause it. Oh, yeah, pause it. All right. So it's it's uh it's kind of it's great that she was able to kind of stick with you through your bottom. Yeah. You know, not a lot of people will. No. Not a lot of people are like you know I'm going to take this chance to uh you know resent you and get the fuck out and mm-hmm. but instead you know you are able to kind of come through that that you know ball of fire and. Pick yourself back up, but where were you? Where, like, how did the how did you guys get engaged and decide that it, that wasn't working? Um, pretty early on in our relationship, like, like I said, like she was. I think she was 
I've, and I've told her this. She's the first woman I've ever actually been in love with. Uh, every other girl or woman that I've dated before her, uh, I just didn't know what I what I wanted from from the relationship as a whole. And so, but with Kelsey, I was like, oh my god, I'm in, I oh now I'm in love, enamored. Yeah, I'm enamored. I was addicted to her. Were you worried that you were already uh, like oh for one with the whole wedding thing? Yeah, marriage? I didn't want to do that one either. Um, but, oh, you didn't want to do the Kelsey? Yeah, but like again, I, I I was in I got into a relationship, but you kind of fall into the same patterns. So, but but this time I just didn't want her to leave. I didn't want her to leave me, and so. I like I wanted her I wanted her so badly that when she was like let's get married because I want you really badly and you're like I look at you and you're my husband but we don't know each other as well as we both think we do and I knew that but yet you know and the ring I bought was it was it was definitely did not have the same amount of money in it as the <laughs> first ring because uh, I didn't have any money I didn't really have any money then either because I was coming off of a divorce and so yeah, I we I bought a ring and then I asked her to marry me too in like a really shitty way uh, because again I just didn't want to do it and you know you don't learn again you don't learn until you're like well past your twenties and maybe not even in your thirties you don't really know, even know who you are so I don't know why I don't want to get married I just don't want to get married it has nothing to do with Kelsey. But I don't know that I don't want to get married. I just feel I don't want to get married. And so without trusting my instincts, I do it anyway. And then... Well, you're on the right side of of the success rate of it all. You know what I mean? Like, you're on not wanting to get married. Like, well, it's not like marriages are batting a thousand. So right. it, it makes perfect sense. And I'm saying with me, like, my hesitation, it's like, I don't want to create a monster in my girlfriend because of the stress of putting on a dinner party for mm-hmm. everybody else. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking dinner party for everybody else. It really so is. So what do we get, blenders and shit? Like, fuck yeah. this. But marriage and weddings are different. And I think I'm more against the actual wedding than I am the marriage. Because I'm, right. okay, I'm okay if, like, say 20 years or 7 years from now, we decide, like, we want to, we grow apart or whatever. I think it's healthy to say, like, look, if that happens, like, the whole idea of death do us part actually, I think, is what frightens a lot of people. Whereas I want to try hard, and I and I've proven with Tasha that I have. I mean, she's done every everything to kick me out. <laughs> and, oh. oh, oh, fuck yeah! And I've learned that like she doesn't necessarily want to kick me out. She just wants to kick out the idea that um, you know that we're not kind of like progressing in the right direction. And then we it, it forces us to have a conversation, and and it's not and, and that's not healthy either. But I've learned what it is, and it's not. Like uh, like I said before in the other podcast, n- sometimes no doesn't mean no. Sometimes it means like what the fuck, you know? Like let's look under the hood and see what's going on. The check engine light, but for Tasha, the check engine light's like get the fuck out. And ah. It's like all right, it's not all you know binary yes or no. Like let's figure it out. But so for you guys, you got engaged. Yeah. Then what part did it sort of say like hey this isn't working? Um, I I we were fighting uh, all the time and just it got she you know like she wanted to go like if we went somewhere we would fight about it and uh and it was like she and she doesn't like jay was saying about plans like i'm pretty cool about how if we have to change plans kelsey is not uh and especially during the wedding thing and she like poured herself into the wedding and planning everything and I just like I could see our relationship deteriorating in front of my eyes, 
I just had like this out of body experience where I just like looked at who we are right, right at this moment and I'm like, oh, this is gross. We should stop doing this. So I told her, I'm like, look, I don't want to break up, but I don't want to marry you. <laughs> so let's not do this. Let's not get married. Uh, and Kane Holloway, the art of charm. <laughs> yeah, and she said, <laughs> she said, you know what? You're right. Uh, because we are sort of falling apart. Let's not do that. And then, and then we were back to normal. And then you probably have to deal with a little bit of bullshit PR with the family and friends. To be like, oh yeah, duh. no, but like we're good. But no, yeah. And they were also like, yeah, I don't think you guys should have gotten married four months into the relationship. You fucking idiots. Oh wow, it was that early. <laughs> and, and now you're six years in. Now we're six years in, and we're still not in re-engaged but you guys are i mean for all you know purposes you guys are you know living together and yeah i mean coexisting yeah exactly so i mean we it might happen it might not happen for a little bit we don't know but i think that's really brave i mean i really mean this is brave for you guys to ha- be able to have that conversation and readjust and not just go like well fuck it the trajectory was this mm-hmm. you both kind of uh, made a juke and you're and, Whoa, and, dude. <laughs> juke. <laughs> yeah and who says you can't go and that's the thing i learned is who says you can't go back on your plans you know what are people gonna think who gives a fuck who cares what people think of you? Just do what feels right. So if you get engaged and then tomorrow you decide ah, marriage isn't for the both of us and you both feel that way or whatever. If you guys are like, oh, we want to have a kid and then you go to a nursery and you see what it's like to actually have a kid. But you've already announced to everybody, hey, we're planning on having a kid. What are they going to think of me if I tell them I don't want kids? Who gives a shit? You don't want kids now. Fuck them. Yeah. Just, it's, it, 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 there's no decision... That's big enough that you can't just go, I don't want to do this now. I think, and this could get some shit, I think a lot of people who want kids don't have, like, a real passion. Not always. Not always. But sometimes, like, you know, they, they work, they're they working the mattress job. Then They don't have the other thing. Like, you guys have, your kids are, like, your careers. You're creating art and sharing it and touring. And mm-hmm. that's important. I mean, the people that, you know, even this weekend, they're hugging us, strangers. They're shaking our hands. They're kind of grimy, but they're fucking... Whoa, do you know what I mean? They're like, you made them laugh. You made them forget about their shit lives for a minute. And that's like, you know... Jesus Christ. At Harvey's company. He's grimy with people. their shit lives. Yeah, these fucking shitty-ass lives. As we're just sitting in a sedan together for 15 minutes. Look at this beautiful view, though. It's beautiful. This is great. We drove up at night, and we're driving back in the daylight, so this is amazing. You guys got to give Tasha a shout-out. It's her birthday. Happy um, birthday, Tasha. Happy birthday to... You happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday, yeah. Happy birthday to And for the black people, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday.
You're stupid. Uh, guys, thanks for being on the podcast. If you, if For everyone listening, go listen to our conversation on podaholics.com, the uh, conversation we had on the uh, Hollings Worthless podcast. Mm-hmm. Go send them some love. Rate and review their podcast. Tell them you heard them over here on the SAP. Share with your friends. And, and more importantly, support these guys. Uh, your, your Instagrams. What can uh, I'm people? at Big Irish J on everything. Just wow. go to Big Irish J. Any social media that's also my website you can just go to big irish j anywhere well, and the j is spelled out j-a-y i'm so glad that you asked me what my instagram handle was because it's at kane holloway k-a-n-e-h-o-l-l you can hit up kane anywhere kane holloway well just on instagram no no i mean that's, that's, that's everything no but i mean that's probably everything though, no, right? is it what's your website what's your website i mean i i have a link to my website no no what is your website what domain it's I mean, it's got, What's my, your, it's got my name in it. Oh, Jesus. Kane Holloway. <clears throat> KaneHollowayComedy.com. Good if you Lord. If you want to see any updates on shows. You don't. You think you guys will invite me back to a show sometime? Uh, yeah, to watch. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, yeah. If you, you want tickets. Yeah, Dave did awesome this weekend. Yeah, Dave uh, killed it. Uh, we had we had one show that started off with hecklers and Dave fucking like immediately. A like a pro. Warning one. Went, yeah. into his jo- went back to his jokes. Guys, guys mouthing off again. Warning two. Mm-hmm. Went into his jokes in the last one. All right, man, this is your last warning. And then those fuckers got booted. Yes, they, they got did. booted. And then yeah. the next night we booted a drunk lady. Yeah, yeah a birthday girl. It's nice to throw a you know a, a lawn chair off the deck every once in a while. Is that, an, is that <laughs> another day? These sap scenes are <laughs> oh, horrible. That's the episode, everybody. Thank you guys for being a part of it. We'll see you next yeah. time. Bye. 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 Bye.